0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham today. Make sure you follow us on all the social medias, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. We go live every weekday morning at eight central time. And we got to thank our sponsors because they make it all happen for our show, for our business, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area at RentersWarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness for one fifteen-minute workout. Equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout's free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai. If you need a new ride, head out to Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got great inventory there. Calvin and Subtle. If you're looking to upgrade your home with new hardwood floors and finishings, calvinandsuttle.com And the Bone and Joint Institute. BoneandJointTN.org. The region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at Bone and Joint. TN.org. So uh, Jack is in uh, for Zach today. Uh, Jack, if you do not know, if you do not listen to the Tighten Up podcast, you should be because he and Austin Huff do a great job with the Tighten Up podcast. Comes out every Wednesday. So Jack, before we dive into this Ryan Tannehill topic, what would be your 32nd to a minute long teaser of why somebody should go listen to the Tighten Up podcast this week?
1: Well, we're different, you know. There's a lot of Titans podcasts out there, and there's there's some good ones, but we're different. We we bring the uh, the value of entertainment along with some information. This week, we had Don Davenport from 104.5 The Zone. She crushed it. Uh, we talked about the Sammy Watkins rumors. He believes in a new world order, and he thinks he's a reptilian. Uh, so, or a reptile. Uh, so, go ahead and give that a listen. Uh, we're gonna have great episodes throughout the offseason. We're gonna have guys coming on talking about the draft. Talking about whether or not the Titans have done enough this offseason, which we're also gonna hit on today in the show. So go give last week's episode a listener, I guess this week's, it came out uh Wednesday at midnight. I guess yep. Tuesday at midnight, uh twelve oh one Wednesday morning. Um so go give that a listen. Uh always rate, review, subscribe, go give us a follow on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. Uh, you think you guys will like it?
0: Yeah, I did not realize how weird Sammy Watkins actually. Is. Oh
1: my gosh. He, 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 believes that his soul like leaves and enters. He's believed in reincarnation since the dinosaurs. You guys got to go listen. It's
0: awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, Titans Kyle says, and Buck didn't get my lizard King reference for Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Kyle <good> was, <laughs> that, that is, that is good. And a uh, different Kyle says uh, they're different and funny as hell. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, for sure. All right. So, Uh, Let's get to this Ryan Tannehill discussion because Ryan Tannehill has been leading this Titans offense for basically the last two years uh, where they have absolutely exploded and averaged over 30 points a game when he's the starting quarterback, which is completely different uh, than what, we all know of the Tennessee Titans organization since they moved to Nashville, but Ryan Tannehill is now watching Corey Davis go away and get Mm. paid big money. Johnny Smith, Adam Humphreys was cut for salary cap reasons. He is now interviewing and visiting in Washington to go join the football team there possibly. So there's a lot of uh, departure. Dennis Kelly's gone. There's a lot of departure from the Titans offense. How should Ryan Tannehill feel? About the Titans' offseason right now, Jack, because he's looking at guys who scored a lot of touchdowns from him now going and playing elsewhere.
1: You left out the Khalif Raymond hype machine.
0: Oh, Khalif Raymond! How that, could
1: you forget about Khalif Raymond?
0: It's very easy to forget about <laughs> yeah, Khalif.
1: It is uh, just about ten catches last year, didn't really <laughs> contribute in the way a lot of people thought he would in the offseason. So. Ryan Tannehill, he had a lot of a lot of his weapons have left. Jonu Smith was a great asset up until LaJuan's injury. Then he started having to contribute on uh, on chipping and a little more blocking duties than he typically would have. Which, you know, with, with a guy as athletic and and so skilled after the catch like Jonu Smith, you want him in a position where he can catch as many balls as possible. That wasn't the situation that happened last year. You lose Corey Davis, a number two, really a one B wide receiver to AJ Brown um tannahill has he's got a case to be upset right now granted i think the titans are planning around the draft to really address that need at wide receiver two um but i'm going to take this a little differently i think ryan Tannehill should be pleased and excited with the way the titans have handled this offseason and it's not for the reasons a lot of you may think um the titans offense last year did its job it was a top it was an elite offense Ranking third in yards per game, fourth in points per game, thirty point seven points per game, but a lot of the emphasis was put on having to score. They needed every single bit of those thirty point seven points per game last year because their defense was so bad. Right, they could get no pressure on the quarterback. There was no, you really couldn't rely on them in the fourth quarter, which we saw many times. Which is a big reason why Ryan Tannehill led the entire NFL with five fourth quarter comebacks and six game winning drives, both tops in the league. So he did do a lot late for the Titans last year. He should be excited because they went out and addressed most of those problems. They got Bud Dupree. They got Danico Autry. Uh, they brought Jayon Brown back. They, they have Jackrabbit and Jenkins now playing corner. Granted, they lost Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson. They still have to have to find another guy there, and I think they'll do that. But for Ryan Tannehill, it, wins is, is not necessarily a quarterback stat for me but a lot of people judge a lot of quarterbacks based on if they can win with the right team around them. No doubt. And, and the Titans have the right team around Tannehill, but it was their defense last year that really let them down and made Tannehill work overtime uh, to, to get to the Titans, uh, their first division title since 2008. This this offseason, Robinson went out. He addressed the pass rush, the biggest need on the team by far. Far and away, that was a must. You had to You had to address the pass rush. They did that. I think that's going to make Tannehill's life a lot easier because, look, late in games, you have the best running back in the NFL in Derrick Henry. You can't really lean on the run game with under two minutes to go, no timeouts in the fourth quarter, down by three. You've, you've got to kind of methodically throw the ball up the field, and that's what Tannehill succeeded at last year, 31 touchdowns, seven picks. So for Tannehill, I think he should be pleased, not because of his weapons. The weapons situation has not gotten better, at least not yet, and I don't I don't know that it will. But he should be. He he could sleep a little easier knowing that it won't take 31 points a game to win uh, to win ten games in the division title.
0: Yeah, because the ultimate irony in the Titans 2020 season and playoffs is that the defense sucked, putting the offense in such terrible situations uh, for the majority of the year of having a lot of pressure to pile on points, like you're saying. But then in the playoffs, the defense plays good enough to win, and the offense craps itself uh, in several situations. Khalif Raymond included a bad decision by Mike Vrabel to punt on fourth and two in plus territory. Oh. All those things that come up, <clears throat> where the the offense cost them the playoff game, not the defense. So that's, it's a very interesting take. And Tights for Life says intelligent people don't judge quarterbacks by win win. So I think they're calling both uh, you and I intelligent people because I agree oh, that I think it's uh, judging a quarterback by wins is a very overrated thing to do and is not exactly. Uh, clear. So uh, I do think that's a good take by you on that it's, side of it's things. Tunnel
1: vision. It's tunnel vision. There's yeah, a lot more that goes. You can judge Deshaun Watson, who by the way is in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. You can judge his quarterback abilities based on you know winning with the Texans, who have nothing around him. There's a lot of examples across the league of guys who are very talented quarterbacks that just don't have a good team around them, and they shouldn't be judged. Wins should not be an end all, be all statistic for a quarterback and yeah, judge another so- successful.
0: So Donald brings us up because you said that you think Tannehill should be excited about what they've done on defense to help him and make his life easier on offense. And Donald, I think has a really good follow-up with, but at what cost? And I think that's, that's a very good way to bring it up, Donald. So let's ask this question and get you guys more involved. Should Ryan Tannehill feel satisfied for what the Titans have done so far this off season? Should Ryan Tannehill feel satisfied for what the Titans have done so far this off season. But first, let me tell everybody uh, about our friends over at Renter's Warehouse, renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Check them out at renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways Renter's Warehouse can be a benefit to you and your family. They can create extra cash flows for you. They can help you earn long-term equity that leads to a better retirement, long-term wealth, is a big deal. Renterswarehouse.com. If you're currently renting, you can find great inventory for you to move, upgrade, downsize, whatever it might be for your living situation at Renterswarehouse.com.
1: Guys, if you know me, you know how much I love gambling on sports. Uh, so, look, give me a follow first of all, Jack H. Gentry. You're gonna find a lot of gambling stuff for me on there. But I'm I'm here to talk about BetMGM. Use promo code A to Z Sports A T O Z Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to six hundred dollars. BetMGM has the most, has the largest variety of, of bets. It has it's a clean setup, easy to figure out if you're new to this. That um, they've got in-game parlays, boosted odds, specials, game props, and so much more. So if you're going to bet, I, I urge you, I strongly urge you to download the BetMGM app after the show ends, not now, but after the show ends.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. So A to Z Sports. The question uh, that we're posing right now is: Should Ryan Tannehill feel satisfied? for what the Titans have done this offseason. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions, Chris, or answer some of your, read some of your comments. Chris Stress says, after years of horrible offense, of course the year the offense blows up, the defense literally blows up. Mm. Uh, David says, I've said it before, they can't seem to find a balance. Every offseason they focus on one side of the ball and dominate, yet the other side suffers and or struggles. That's a pretty good comment. I agree with that. Uh, Steven says, yes, that he should feel satisfied. Kenneth says lots of solid free agents left out there. Hope they go get another and draft one early. Maybe talking about the wide receivers. Jeff Rubel says hell no. Tenhill should not be satisfied. Danny couching his answer saying you can't answer that until after the draft. While that's very <laughs> fair for you to do, Danny, and we will we can we can do two parts of this things. It's it's like the midterm and the final exam, right? Like you can't completely flunk the midterm and then expect to rely on the final exam. To pull your ass out of the gutter. Like we've all been there before. I mean, I went to Tennessee, Jack went to Ole Miss, Zach went to Ole Miss. Not exactly like high level institutions there. So we all know (laughs) what what we've all been in a situation where you just bomb early in the semester and have to make it up in the final exam. Mark says hell no. Uh Steph's up, Dob says, I don't know. Is Ryan Tano satisfied with losing two of his top three targets? That's a big deal, Jack.
1: That's a he look, he can't be. He's lost a lot of his way. He' He leaned on Jonu Smith at times last year. Jonu Smith was on pace for an incredible season before Luan went down. Corey Davis, he, he looked like, an, like a 1,000-yard receiver for the first 14 games. His it, it, production dipped a little towards the end of the season. But, yeah, it's the weapons you can't be pleased with. However, Josh Reynolds, I'm high on Josh Reynolds, and I know we're going to talk about him a little later on. Yeah. But he's a speedster. He's 6'3". His catch radius is big. He has the ability, like Tajay Sharp, He's a little more talented than Tajay Sharp in my eyes to make the contested catches. He plays outside and also a little bit on the inside so he can do both. He, he's, a, he's a versatile player. And I think he's an upgrade at wide receiver three. Look, you were looking at uh, Adam Humphreys who couldn't stay on the field and Cam Batson and Khalif Raymond. It was kind of a hodgepodge of guys to be that third wide receiver, that third guy uh, outside of the tight end position that Tannehill could lean on. And they didn't have that last year. So I think Reynolds is a big addition.
0: Yeah, I saw Mike Herndon uh, from Broadway did a poll, and this included Sammy Watkins while all of that uh, buzz was going around. And it was basically like, what's a better trio? Is it A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, or Humphreys, or A.J. Brown, Sammy Watkins, and Josh Reynolds? And I think the poll ended up being the newer version of that because Titans fans move on very fast and and always think the the newest is the best. But again, like if you're looking at Josh Reynolds as, as wide receiver three, and Adam Humphreys as wide receiver three, they're different styles of wideouts. And we're looking at, we're knocking Adam Humphreys for only one reason that he can't control it's injury, right? Adam Humphreys could not control the fact that he got knocked the hell out illegally, that was not called in Cincinnati and cost him his season and probably cost him the rest of his contract with the Titans. But so, Austin,
1: the the best ability is availability. Yes, I know if that. Adam Humphreys was consistently unavailable to the Titans. Josh Reynolds, in his four seasons, hasn't missed one single game.
0: No, that's that. Those are facts, right? But again, like when you look like a, con- a concussion, when you get a helmet to helmet hit that was illegal, he was defenseless and he got knocked the hell out. That's not like you're an injury prone type of thing. That's just a really, really bad lock type of injury that was obviously very serious because Adam Humphreys tried to come back. Uh, I forget which game specifically it was, but the ball hit him in the face because his reaction time wasn't back and it led to an interception late in the year and cost the Titans um, a big momentum push and the game they ended up losing late in the season at home, it's all running together. But again, Adam Humphreys, the only reason why he didn't work out is because he got hurt twice. One was an ankle and one was a concussion. And they cost him several minute, uh, games of the year. And it's a big deal uh, for for that. But I, I think Adam Humphreys is a better NFL wide receiver than Josh Reynolds. Just Josh Reynolds has stayed healthier.
1: They have similar – they have this thing in common. Uh, Adam Humphreys, before he came to the Titans in the year he left Tampa Bay and signed on with the Titans for $9 million a year, which is – far too much money for the production they got out of him yeah uh he had a big year like Reynolds had a big year his best year of his career last season granted uh he benefited from Cooper Cup and Robert Woods going down at different times in the season but you you gotta wonder you, you, you I think they're different in in this aspect that Josh Reynolds what he can do uh, is a little different than what a little different than what Adam Humphreys can do yeah. Adam Humphries is that guy who moves the change Josh Reynolds not only can do that but he provides an an element of, of speed down the field, which Tannehill Tannehill excelled in down the field passing last season. Right. Um, so so I completely agree with that. I think you got to look at the fit. Uh, Adam Humphreys may not have fit what the Titans were doing on offense as much as Josh Reynolds now can seamlessly fit in and, and look. He, he his route tree is is more complex well, than Adam
0: Humphreys. Let me add to that because that's a really good point. Because Josh Reynolds was signed for Ryan Tannehill. Adam Humphreys was signed for Marcus Moriota. So, and that's very two different. It's a really good point that you bring up. And I'm not saying that Adam Humphreys should be back. The Titans made the right business move. And several of you, of you guys have uh, answered with the Browns game. When the Titans were trying to come back is when it went off uh, the face mask of Humphreys into the arms of the defender that ruined a scoring opportunity, which really would have. Uh, made that game a lot more interesting as the Titans try to come back from a bad deficit in the first half. So back to the question, should Ryan Tannehill feel satisfied for what the Titans have done this offseason? I say no, because again, Ryan Tannehill has a lot going for him. He's making $30 million this year with his second year of his new contract. There's a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill, and he's losing Corey, Johnu and Humphreys. And, and who they replacing him with. Ferkser's a nice piece. I really like Anthony Ferkser, and I will be excited about Anthony Ferkser the entire year. I really like what he adds to the offense and replacement of Humphreys. But missing out on Johnu, missing out on Corey Davis, guys who thrive in play action and run after the catch, that hurts Ryan Tannehill. And we'll talk about Josh Reynolds in here in a second because what they're doing is, is putting so much pressure on what whatever wide receiver they draft this season. That guy has to come in and be impactful immediately. And you just had a guy like that with A.J. Brown, so how often does lightning strike twice? That's a saying for a reason because it's not very often. And the Titans have never been able to draft a wide receiver that can become a Pro Bowl guy until A.J. Brown. It's taken them 20 years to find A.J. Brown. What makes you you think that they can find somebody that comes in immediately under the pressure of the situation for the franchise of you've got to win now, you're ready to win now, and you're putting a lot of weight on a new quarterback, young wide receiver connection um, on top of a new quarterback and free agent wide receiver connection with Josh Reynolds too.
1: No, you're right about that. But in, in drafting in the NFL is probably one of the most difficult jobs in all of sports. Um, but I will say the Titans have this on their side. This is as deep as a wide receiver class as, as there has been in, in recent history. Sure. Um, the, the position a wide receiver has over, the, over time become easier to evaluate. You kind of know what you're getting out of some of these guys when they're coming out of college and how they can fit into an offense. There's a few guys, and I know we're about to talk about them in a minute, there's a few guys that could easily jump in and produce, but the Titans don't have that continuity factor on offense. They're losing Arthur Smith. They lost Johnu Smith. They, or, yeah, they lost John Johnu Smith. They lost Corey Davis. They lost Adam Humphries. Um, you're losing Dennis Kelly. So a lot of things are changing, but on a team that uh, you know is, is a step or two away from contending for a Super Bowl, actually vying for that Super Bowl, that Lombardi Trophy, bringing that to Broadway, they have to do a couple things. And in order to get some of that stuff done, mostly on the defensive side, you've got to make sacrifices and you've got to make budget cuts. And that's what the Titans did. And unfortunately, some of Ryan Tannehill's favorite weapons had to had to hit the door, had to hit the road and get out of town. I, I think it's worth it, but you have to realize as an NFL team and as an NFL GM who has to abide by this this hard number, this hard salary cap, you have to shuffle some things around in order to to find balance on both sides. I believe it was David Dandy earlier who said, you know, it seems like the titans are either excel on defense or excel on offense they're never kind of hitting all, on all cylinders on both right. sides of the ball so that's what the titans and john robinson are trying to do this off season. and and look you you can even give this off season an incomplete grade but that's not what i'm here to do cuz <laughs> we're grading it we're grading it as where it stands today but yeah you got to you got to get a guy through the draft and i think you i there, there's still some free agent wide receivers out there you can't spend big bucks on any of these guys by any right. means but th- there may be a guy you like you can bring in and say hey you know what If he fits in as wide receiver three, wide receiver four, even uh, a depth guy we will take a shot on him. But right now, yeah, you're going to have to rely on a rookie to do most of the heavy lifting on the Titans passing game.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And a couple quick things. First, uh, I've been thinking in my head of all the wide receivers that John Robinson has drafted as Titans GM. So we're going to run through those in a second and just find a hit rate for J Rob. And I think I'm not going to forget anybody, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. And second, uh, Side shade on a Thursday to the NFL Players Association website that says that they update the salary cap situations on a daily basis, and they did not and have not updated the uh, salary cap report on their website for the last 15 days since Uh, before free agency started. They're slacking. What? Yeah, they're They're slacking slacking because they're trying to tell everybody about how much cap space. Their favorite team has the team that they cover has, and we talked about the Titans having $28 million of cap space because the NFL Players Association, which should be a very credible source, said that they had $28.3 million when they don't because it hasn't been upgraded or updated since March 10th. My God, like you can't do that. Be better, NFLPA. That's just side shade for me, though.
1: Yeah, and look, you're going to need six to eight million dollars in order to ink this draft class. So you you got to set some aside for this draft class. But, yeah, you're right. He, he, th- they should be better than that, and it's hard to really figure out what number exactly the Titans have to spend. And I, I see guys mention D.D. Uh, Westbrook, Marquise Lee. Yeah. Um, Kenny Stills is a big name, who had success with Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Um, you, you know, he kinda, His production definitely fell off in Houston, but that was probably a product of his, of his environment. You come out of Houston, it's really hard to judge you based on how things were going down there. But uh, I, I just don't know if the Titans are willing to go out and roll the dice on, on one of these veteran guys right now. I, 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 I wouldn't be against Kenny Stills, but I definitely think I'm anti-Sammy Watkins after, after having to go after back down the that way. After stuff? Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, so uh, real quickly, before we get to this upcoming draft, I think I can remember all of the wide receivers that John Robinson has drafted since being Titans GM. So I go back, the 2016 draft class, fifth round pick, Tajay Sharp, right? 2017 draft class, he had two, Corey Davis, fifth overall, and Taewon Taylor in the 70s, a third round pick, gross, uh, from Taewon Taylor. Uh, 2019's NFL draft is A.J. Brown. And I believe that's it. I don't think he, I think he's only drafted four wide receivers in his time. And what's his hit rate? I mean, (laughs) I know, I know how Zach feels about Corey Davis being a success or failure, but Tajay Sharp was a fifth round pick that did his job, right? Like he was a fifth round wide receiver who contributed at times. And then you replaced him or tried to replace him through the draft. Um, Corey Davis. I don't, For what he was fifth overall pick, he didn't live up to that, but he was still really good. And and at at a lot of times, and then AJ Brown's obviously a stud. Taywan Taylor was an absolute failure of an NFL wide receiver. Oh yeah. So yeah, Jay Finn says how it it would grade that as a B minus. I mean.
1: I mean, what what expectations do we have for the Titans? Titans
0: Grizz says Tajay is considered a hit.
1: Ah, well, as a
0: fifth round pick.
1: A lot of fifth round picks don't stick around for the second year. So I guess he's saying, you know, he, he played all to, four
0: years yeah, he,
1: his,
0: that, and, he, and he was hurt the second that's, year.
1: That's a hit, but that's not much of one. Yeah, but it's a,
0: it's, a, it's a hit within the context of where he was drafted, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And that, that's a lot of, that's, that's a big point too. Um,
0: I think it, it's a, I think a B minus is fair. Like AJ Brown is an A plus plus. When you
1: find a, when you find a guy like AJ Brown who could potentially be, who's on track to be, I should say the best receiver in franchise history, you get a little longer of a leash, don't you?
0: Yes, and Titans Flash says no. Tajay is not a hit. I think Tajay, as a fifth-round draft pick for a wide receiver, did what you would expect. Yes. I think he, he exceeded his expectations as a fifth-round draft pick.
1: He was serviceable. I think that's as well as you can put it. He was a serviceable player in his time in Tennessee. I, Nothing more, nothing less. Um, but but look, it's it's we mentioned how tough it is to do this. How, uh, you, and, and a lot of people are talking. You know, hey. Uh, let, let's see if John Robinson moves up in the draft. That's not what he's going to do. He's not going to do that. There's three wide receivers that are completely off the table for the Titans this offseason or this draft, and those are uh, Jamar Chase, who a lot of people think is the best receiver in this class, and the duo from Bama, Waddle right. and Smith. Right. Um. Outside of those three, right. I, I think you have a lot of options at 22 if you stick around. I if you like- want to trade back, he's better. John Robinson. We talk about this on the podcast. He crushes his second round picks. That's yeah. where he found AJ Brown, um, Derrick Henry. Harold Landry, all second-round picks and John Robinson's tenure, but there, there's a lot of guys that are going to be there at 22, and you're really going to have your pick of the litter of which guy you think fits best in this offense.
0: All right, so Jack, uh, I I know you've got your your wide receiver um, options kind of ranked out. I've got I've combined two positions to of where I think the Titans can go, and I've ranked them together. Okay, so we'll talk about first-round draft needs. Here on A to Z Sports, Jack Gentry is in for Zach Bingham. But first, let me tell all of you guys about Calvin and Subtle, uh, if I can find it. <laughs> calvinandsubtle.com is where to go. If you're looking to upgrade your home's equity and just upgrade your living by having brand new hardwood floors, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to do it uh, because they service the Middle Tennessee area. They do a fantastic job. So not only do they, can you get new hardwood floors through them, but you can, if you already have hardwood floors, you need somebody to help maintain your hardwood floors and come by and clean them, repair them, make sure uh, they're doing what they can do. Calvin and Settle does a great job at customer service with that as well. CalvinandSettle.com across the entire the entire Middle Tennessee area at 615-448-6414. Tell them it is Esports uh was telling you about them and they will love to hear that they do amazing work they're in and out of your home quickly and not lingering because that's a pain in the ass we all know that bet
1: betmgm the king of sports books the derrick henry of sports books go download the betmgm app use promo code a to z sports a t o z sports you'll receive a risk free bet up to $600 you deposit 100 you get 100 i mean look it's it's a simple deal and what better time to be gambling on sports than March? We have March Madness or Sweet 16 are coming up. I know Austin, you're upset about your vols. Uh, but hey, the Beavers are still playing.
0: I'm upset about my my current like ice cold streak on my Bet MGM app right now. Well, hey, that's-
1: we can fix that. It's a fluid game. You go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. You don't say the same. It's it's a it's a moving market, and that's what we're gonna do when you download the Bet MGM app. You're going to gamble this weekend, and you're going to win. I promise. Well, maybe not. I can't promise that. That's on you. But <laughs> de- go ahead and download the BetMGM app after the show ends.
0: Yep, and also don't forget to uh, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Uh, so, Jack, uh, yeah, I am down right now. The the, sh- the cold streak that I am currently on that started – fire on friday the first day of the tournament then i've just been ice cold and i don't want to talk about it uh, the freaking hawks cost me 300 last night
1: don't bet on the hawks Look at
0: the Haw- it was there was against the kings like all they had to do is beat the sacramento yeah. kings and De'Aaron fox drops like 35 freaking points nobody else in the kings played well but the hawks all they had to do beat the kings Austin gets $300 and I'm back out of my hole. But no, of course it didn't happen. But anyway, so here's <laughs> what I've done. I have combined. Glad you wide got res-
1: off your chest.
0: I have combined wide receiver and cornerback rankings. And I think I have the order. I think the Titans should have them in Ooh. priority because Jack, you're right. I mean, I had to list the top guys in this draft just for, you know, having that uh, the purpose of having this on record. So in no way in hell should the Titans think about trading up for Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Jalen Waddle, In whatever order those guys are ranked, don't do it. Like, they're going to be gone. It's not worth trading up for. Uh, But they are by far the top three options of these two positions combined. After that, Jack, I think there are three cornerbacks that have somehow one of these three – starts to slide late teens like the Colts could be looking for a corner who pick one spot ahead of you the Titans at 21
1: and it was big that they signed T.Y. Hilton yesterday because that that may take a wide receiver uh, that they would have taken and have him fall to the Titans right behind them at 22
0: Right, so again, the the Colts are key in this because positional or division rival who has positions of need similar to you, edge, wide receiver, corner. (laughs) They are right ahead of you, and so if if one of these three guys starts to slide, and the three guys are uh, Patrick Sertain Jr., Caleb Farley out of Bode Tech, or J.C. Horn out of South Carolina who blew up his pro day yesterday.
1: Oh, I love J.C. Horn.
0: JC Horn is all over it. And uh, I think if one of those three guys slides to the late teens, maybe that 20th spot, that would be a big deal uh, for the Titans to be able to jump on one of those corners. After those three corners, Jack, I prioritize two wide receivers Rashad Bateman, then Marshall from LSU. Okay. Then I jump back to the cornerback position. And I go with Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Then I get into the Kadarius, Tony, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, wide receivers, where the only way one of those three guys should be drafted at 22 overall is if wide receiver run is happening like crazy that we didn't expect. But that's kind of how I prioritize the wide receivers and corners together in one rankings list, which I think the Titans should do. They should have these guys uh, up against each other because they need to take – I think the Titans need to take best player available at those two positions at 22.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, th- those are the biggest needs. And at cornerback, you have Christian Fulton, who you, who they were confident enough in to draft in the second round last year. Didn't get to see the field a ton due to injuries and other stuff. But he's a guy that plays that outside corner position. That's what he did primarily at LSU. He's not a slot guy. He plays outside, will play along with Janoris Jenkins uh, on, on the opposite side of the field. That's at least the plan. So the cornerback they draft may – you know, he may may not be a number one – guy that locks down number one wide receiver. But there are a few players for me because I think you have to go wide receiver at 22. Have to. I think that's a must. Really? Yes. And there there are four guys, really five guys, that that I have my eye on. Not all are in the first round, but for that 22 spot, there are three guys in particular. Terrace Marshall Jr., who you just mentioned, out of LSU, 6'3", 200 pounds. He has the frame – He's fast, can make contested catches. And listen to this. Of his 106 receptions last year, or in his career at LSU, 23 were touchdowns. That means 21% of his catches went for six at LSU. That's impressive. It's very nice. You need a playmaker like that in your offense.
0: Not, not even A.J. Brown can do that.
1: No. <laughs> Kadarius Toney is my next guy. Okay. Uh, he's a shifty player. You watch him play, it's smooth. It's like watching Bob Ross paint, watching him run routes. Okay. It's nice and smooth. It's like the happy painter, but the happy route runner. Just three drops on 123 catchable passes. Reliability is a big thing. With Tannehill putting the ball on the money, you got to have guys that can come up with that catch. Um, he's six foot, 190 pounds, but it's, it's his creativity and his routes that kind of separate him from the pack. Um, and if you draft him early, you have to like some of, of what he does with his, his route running. Um, Rashad Bateman you mentioned him number three he reminds me a lot of Corey Davis he kind of is a blend between AJ Brown and Corey Davis yeah. he's six two two ten he's not gonna blow you away with his speed or athleticism but he's reliable and he's really good after the catch that's where he does his damage he's a guy who, who, who you can hit on, a, on an intermediate route who can take it for 10 yards more and that's what that that's that's something that the Titans last year their offense had and and was a big reason why they thrived um you have in your size doesn't matter campaign, guys. I know a lot of the comments uh, from are from guys who believe that size don't matter. I look. I think size does matter in, in certain cases, but in this one, when you have Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, and Amari Rogers, those are all very viable options for playing that slot position. You have Josh Reynolds, who seventy percent of the time in LA would play in the, or, or would play outside. Only thirty percent of the time he'd come in and play play out of the slot position. So you have Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. You know, I love my Ole Miss guys. Yeah. He can he can cause problems down the field. Um. Uh, so can Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore's a guy who you can throw a little gadget plays. So you you can throw a little tunnel screens, little slants, and he can bust for big plays. Um. And, and Amari Rogers, you don't have to you don't have to jump on early. You, he'll be there in the third round, likely waiting for you. So you can always draft. You can go big with a Terrence Marshall or a uh, Rashad Bateman, and then come back in the third round after you get your corner in round two, and find Amari Rogers sitting there waiting for you.
0: Double dipping at wide receiver in the top. 100 picks would be very interesting. And I don't think it's out of the possibility. So I'm, I'm going to get to, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to Titans for life comment or an, and a question towards you, Jack here in a second. Uh, I do want to react uh, to some of the things that you were saying. And some of the other comments, Kenneth says heard Caleb Farley is having back surgery. So he could fall. I've also seen, he's
1: not going to fall out around one.
0: No, 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 not around one, but could he fall to 22? Maybe. No, for,
1: sure, for and, sure. And
0: so that's, that that's interesting there too. Uh, Dadson says QB number one short, uh, with required wide receivers, both. And that's a very difficult comment to read. So I'm just gonna move on from it. But again, so, uh, uh, I will says, give me Tony at 22. If they don't trade up, uh, Dadson like says that. no, no way you draft slot wide receiver over generational talent cornerback. Um, so we'll get back to that here in a little bit. I did see one comment that I wanted to address about Terrace Marshall saying, how many years did he play if he only had 106 career receptions at LSU? Well, let's think about this. Uh, Marshall was the a five-star receiver out of high school. So his sophomore year, which was the big Joe Burrow year, two seasons ago for LSU, he missed time with an injury. And they also had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, yeah. who were scoring like a bunch of touchdowns. And so – Terrace Marshall was out for a, a chunk of that season. He comes back this year for LSU with awful quarterback play, a rotational door of quarterbacks um at LSU this past year and averaged over a hundred yards a game receiving.
1: Yeah, impressive. He he filled in for Justin Jefferson, who we all saw what he did to the Titans when in Minnesota. Uh, he that was his kind of uh, you know, breakout game in the NFL. But uh, Terrace, Terrace Marshall, just because you know he's behind elite wide receivers, and I think LSU at that time had probably the best wide receiving group we'd seen in college football in some time, uh, it does, doesn't mean that he's not a, a viable player at the NFL level. He's going to go in the first round. He's big. He's a huge frame. Can make good. Can make tough catches in, in crowded spaces. Uh, I think he would be a great fit in this Titans offense. Uh, the the other guys, he, he, I, I saw a comment where you don't draft a slot receiver. When generational talent is available at the cornerback position, look. I, I mentioned this earlier. Drafting is difficult. You don't know exactly who's going to pan out and who's not. Who's going to bust? Who's not going to bust? Because there's always a few that do. Um, a, a thing to consider when when you go and, and talk about drafting a cornerback: Do the Titans like this guy more than they like Christian Fulton? Is John Robinson? A, a I bigger don't fan? think that goes into play. I you don't, don't think, think you so. I, don't I think, think you care about to. that. I think I no.
0: Not at all, because you need as many cornerbacks as you possibly can get.
1: That's that's fine, but if you if you're drafting a guy in the first round at, at the cornerback position, you expect him to jump in immediately over Christian Fulton, and then Christian Fulton's not going to play the inside. Christian Fulton's an outside cornerback who can they they, can play, lock up they, one or they two.
0: dabbled with Fulton at the Nickel summon that's training not, camp.
1: That's not where he's comfortable.
0: I understand that, but like you gotta, you're gonna have to play three corners on the field. Oh yeah.
1: Well, you got to, you got to run through the chiefs. The AFC title runs through the Kansas city
0: and Buffalo and Buffalo and, is and Buffalo, a lot man. more spread out too, like the chiefs as well. So you, you got to be able to have speed and have guys who can line up and cover man to man. So let's get to this. Cause Titans for life. Cause Jack, you stepped out strong and you said, you think the Titans have to go wide receiver in the first round to. and Titans for life is questioning you on that. Why do the Titans have to go wide receiver in the first round. Jack, why Jack? Uh we'll get to your answer and we'll ask you guys which is the bigger need for the Titans, wide receiver or corner. But first, let me tell all of you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointstn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Coming up Tuesday, 3:30 Central Time, we'll be joined uh by Dr. Dave who is the head of Physical therapy at the Bone and Joint Institute. We're going to talk about Bud Dupree's ACL rehab, also the potential of what Adoree Jackson's patella injury uh, has been doing. So, write this down, get ready for it. Tuesday, 3 30 Central Time, for a doc talk segment brought to you by the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org.
1: Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Promo code A to Z sports, A T O Z sports. You get a risk free bet up to $600 on your first deposit. Um, innovated parlays boosted odd specials game props and so much more an easy app to access and find what you like easily they, they break it down into different sports categories you get to find the game you want and they have hundreds and hundreds of, of game props on that certain matchup it, there's a ton to bet even if you don't think you like anything on the board you'll find something at betmgm so download betmgm app after the show ends today
0: yeah and uh, they've been handing out parlay boosts like candy all week i know you like those I do like them. Unfortunately, I've been uh, unsuccessful over the last several days, uh, but that you know that's okay. So Stephen says Austin and Jack J. C. Horn makes more sense to draft. Not only is a great corner, but his father's a great wide receiver. So if anything happens co- to Rob Moore, call Joe Horn as a tight <laughs> wide receiver. Coach. So that that like comment that. started off solid, went off the rails pretty quickly there. Um. So look, J. C. Horn is fantastic. I think J. C. Horn would be an absolute steal if the titans oh, yeah. could get him uh in the first round at 22 overall so he ain't going to be there i don't think so either especially after that pro day yesterday where he ran under 44 he yep. jumped like 41 and a half inch vert he's just a freak he's strong he did like 18 or 19 reps at 225 as a corner he's he's short but he's compact so he's got everything he's got all the tools right and the pedigree so jack says the titans have to go wide receiver in the first round no doubt I want to know what you guys think about that, because I disagree. But, Jack, go ahead and make your statement about why they have to do that.
1: Well, you just lost a 900-yard receiving guy. You lost Ryan Tannehill's uh, plan B. And not only that, you lose a lot of Tannehill's production out of the tight end position. So you have to find a guy who's going to – it's like watching Moneyball. How do you make up for Jason Giambi's 45 home runs? You don't have to go out and sign a guy who can do all of that just by himself. You draft a guy, you sign a guy like Josh Reynolds, and that then creates you know, more options for Tannehill and, and the the, uh, the just, just an easier path to get back to one of the highest-scoring offenses in the NFL. Um, the Titans don't necessarily put a lot of emphasis in their pass game in the first place. Uh, they, they're the b- bottom third team in terms of passing yards per game last season, but that has to improve because you're not going to be able to count on Derrick Henry for 2,000 more yards this season. So you have to find a guy in the first round. You have to find a guy who can come in and contribute immediately and I mean be the number two wide receiver immediately, like they had plans for A.J. Brown. However, A.J. kind of exceeded those expectations. Um, granted, they had a different wide receiver one at that time in Corey Davis, so that was maybe a little bit easier to do. But you've got to find a guy in the first round to come in and be your wide receiver two. You've lost so much on the offensive side of the ball in the past game. Adam Humphreys, uh, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis. I get that you have Darrington Evans, and maybe he can contribute in the pass game this season like he was expected to last year but injuries and everything else kind of kept him from doing that. So you have to find a right guy for the next four or five years because, let's face it, A.J. Brown's going to be cheap for one more year. This is yeah, his last year. He he's getting paid next year. And then he's getting he's getting his bag. So you got to find another guy who can come in for cheap and hold down that other wide receiver spot so you can spend money elsewhere and not have to go out and sign another big guy in free agency if this draft pick in the second or third round, whenever you tr- choose to take him, doesn't pan out.
0: All right, so Jack, a very good job. You got a lot of people in the chat and the comments saying that they agree with you. <clears throat> so I think that was a good very, sales pitch. Great so, smart
1: people in the chat.
0: Right. So, look, like, the Titans do not have to draft a wide receiver in the first round. All the points that you made about needing to replace Corey Davis's production, and then also needing to have a cheap wide receiver too to pair with AJ Brown, who's going to get a, a buku of money uh, in a year or so. That those are correct, but I think. At wide when you're looking at wide receiver versus cornerback, and how the draft board will probably play out, that you can find better wide receivers in the second and third round compared to the level of corners you can find in the second or third round. <clears throat> so I think I think it's it's more valuable if I'm John Robinson to look at the top corners available in the first round. And then if, if I can find a corner in the first round, then I can fill out with a very talented wide receiver in the second or the third round, just because it's a deeper draft position. Now, again, like I, I still have, you know, I still like Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall better than I like Greg Newsom, right? Yeah, so, it has
1: to be the right guy. Yeah, It's all, right.
0: all about how it falls out and there's 21 picks ahead of you and you you know, Cleveland Farrell can get drafted fourth overall by John Gruden and Mike Mayock. And everybody's like, what the hell's happening? And how does that change the rest of the board? Who knows? So <laughs> I, I just think you cannot marry yourself to a position in the first round if you're the Titans, because you do have so many holes. I, I think best player available is like the, the, the laziest analysis you can make about the first round of the draft. But I think best player available at wide receiver and corner, those two positions combined, that's the right play for the Titans. It might be a wide receiver. It might be Kadarius Tony. It, it you know, it might be Greg Newsom. I don't know. But that's how I kind of look at it is if you've got two players who are if you have a wide receiver and a corner who you have on your board as even, you go with a cornerback in the first round, and you can get a pretty good wide receiver in round two or three.
1: That's fine, and that's fair. You know, the cornerback class this year is not nearly as deep as the wide receiving class, but the guys that will be available in the second and third rounds at the wide receiver position may be these smaller guys.
0: Sure, so, but again, like you sign, and we'll talk about Josh Reynolds. Like Josh Reynolds is a longer receiver with a wide catch radius. If the Titans signed a free agent wide receiver like, I don't know, Isaiah McKenzie, who was returning to the Bills for like a million dollars a year, then now you need a big body wide receiver in the draft, right? So with Josh Reynolds, you at least have another big body yeah. where you can be more flexible with that draft pick at, at wide out.
1: And the Reynolds signing definitely, I think, influences where you go at wide receiver in the draft here. You mentioned, he's, look, he's 6'3". He's a speed demon, too. Um, he can play inside and outside. I was listening to 104.5 The Zone yesterday. Brent and Don do a great job. They had Coach Mack on. Coach Mack said 70% of the time Reynolds was lined up outside in L.A. The other 30%, he could go inside. And, you know, he's a, he's a guy who can provide extra abilities with into rounds and different things and gadget plays that the Titans were so in love with uh, in, in Arthur Smith's tenure. So, but my, my biggest fear is if you pass on one of these guys, if Terrace Marshall or Rashad Bateman's on the board and you choose to go cornerback uh, Farley out of Virginia Tech with a back issue uh, coming off back surgery, that's scary to me. I, Robinson's not in the position to take risks. He took too many risks in last year's draft, and last year's offseason. He's got to find the sure thing this year, and I I just don't see how you could pass up a layup with this wide receiver class to pass on one of those guys in the first round.
0: I mean, I, I get the logic there. Um, I, I think the last two drafts for John Robinson are just hot and cold because the 2019 draft looks really good. I mean, well, you've, got, you've got Jeff Simmons, A.J. Brown, Nate Davis, Amani Hooker all being contributors. DeAndre Walker didn't work out as a fifth-round draft pick, but David Long looks like he's got some ability as a sixth-round guy. So you got majority hits in two years ago, and this past year all misses as of right now because of the rookie class Was uh, jacked up for different reasons, Uh, but you know it it is. John Robinson has to he has to find more balance in what he can do with the draft class. They have to have contributors this year instead of uh, just whiffing on all of them. So let's talk more about Josh Reynolds, Jack. Unless you got something to add here.
1: Well, I was just going to say this is John Robinson's most important draft class, and maybe the most important draft class in Tennessee Titans history, with just how close the Titans are to kind of putting it all together and making a run at the Super Bowl. Um, Robinson. He's not in a position where he needs to take risks this offseason. You can't be rolling the dice with this much talent on the roster already. So you got to find guys who can fit in immediately, and guys you're confident that can do that you won't have to wait around for because the Titans' Super Bowl window is not going to stay open forever. you got two, three years max left on this thing. So find a guy in the first round at wide receiver who can come in and help you out immediately and get Ryan Tannehill back to the, to the, to the Pro Bowl caliber quarterback that he was last year.
0: You're not budging off that stance. I like it. No. and standing strong. There you, there you go, Jack. All right, so let's talk more about Josh Reynolds. What are your expectations for Josh Reynolds in his first year with the Titans? Uh, I think it's it's a good conversation to, to come up with. What's the fair, the right expectations for Josh Reynolds his first year uh, with the Titans in Nashville? But real quick, let me tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Quick trip off I-40, exit 236 in Lebanon. That's where you find pain, bone, and his team at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. If you're looking for a new car uh, or new ride, one, they take trade-in. So that's a good deal for you guys to help out with the new car purchase. And two, they've got great inventory. They have uh, the most Hyundai Palisades in the entire mid-state in the state city of Tennessee. And the Hyundai Palisade is badass. It's the third row uh, SUV Hyundai model that just came out a year ago. It's sweet. It's got all the bells and whistles, and it does not have that crazy, ridiculous sticker price like other brands. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Painbone and his team do an awesome job there. WilsonCountyHyundai.com.
1: Yes, Zach Bingham here to talk about the uh, BetMGM <laughs> app. Uh, use promo code A to Z Sports, A to Z, A T O Z, Z Sports uh, to, to gamble on whatever you like. We got March Madness. I mentioned in the last time uh, we talked about this. Uh, we're talking draft, five weeks away. From draft, draft props are insanely fun.
0: Oh, yeah. You can,
1: you can bet whether the Titans go offense or defense. You, you, you can bet uh, whether or not Rashad Bateman goes in the first round or not. What All kinds of different stuff you can bet on. So go ahead and familiarize yourself with this app if you're a football guy before the NFL draft, and that way we can all cash in on draft night.
0: There you go. All right, so what are your expectations for Josh Reynolds in his first year for the Tennessee Titans? Let's uh, scroll through some comments. And Rob says 600 yards, four to five touchdowns. Greg says 700 yards, four touchdowns. Fonzo is 600 yards, five touchdowns. Um, Donald says, honestly, depends on if the Titans see Reynolds as a wide receiver two or three.
1: They're not seeing him as a wide receiver two. They better not be.
0: Yeah, I I think everybody thinks that they better think of this as a wide receiver three here. Yeah. Um, Let's see. G-Man says 750 and four touchdowns. Uh, Jeff Rubel, 807 touchdowns, someone to throw to when AJ is double covered. Steven 500 yards, four touchdowns, Ethan Ramsey, 800 yards, five plus Josh, Josh has 750 to 800, five plus touchdowns. Wesley with a good comment, pro Bowl blocker for Derrick Henry. Uh, DK (laughs) just gives the biggest like wide net 500 to 800 yards. Five to seven touchdowns. Titans will have eight hundred and six. I mean, you guys have high expectations for this guy. I mean, do you guys know the Titans? Like Chris Stress, I think is
1: close. That's my to man, tighten up trivia guy. Yeah, that, he knows what he's talking about. I know that. I, I think um, Brad
0: Benson is is about right. I mean, come on, guys. Like we know the Titans are going to give Derrick Henry the ball three hundred or more times. Yeah. Like there's just not like if you if everybody thinks that that josh reynolds is wide receiver three then he's not getting 800 yards like there's mm-hmm. no way in hell there's just not enough snaps and pass plays to get to there because aj th- brown needs more targets aj brown will always need yeah. more targets no matter how many more targets he gets this year
1: for as great as the titans passing game was last year just 240 yards per game through the air uh, that ranked in the 20s in the nfl so we're not talking about a guy who's going to come out and, and grab 800 yards worth and seven touchdowns or whatever. Uh, Jeff Rubel said, Jeff, you, you're a smart man. I know you are, but uh, he's hey. just, that's just not going to happen. Uh, Josh Reynolds is a wide receiver three. Um, he, he's going to be a guy that can come in and get you 500 yards. I think 500 yards is an excellent goal for Josh Reynolds, because hopefully you get a thousand, maybe 1200 out of AJ and you get eight, 900 out of this guy you draft in the first round, which you should, you better do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you only need about 500 out of him you can get 500 out of the tight end position uh hopefully i, I, I get that john who never touched that number but i think Ferkser kind of provides more of a he's more of a wide receiver type of tight end uh than john who Smith was john who could do it both do do uh blocking and and catching um so 500 500-
0: quick trivia do you know the last time the last year that the titans third leading receiver pass catcher tight ends included the third leading pass catcher had over 500 yards in the season. And like, when I give you the answer, like you're going to be like, well, that's not a good thing.
1: <laughs> uh, Justin Gage 08.
0: No, it was actually a lot more recent than that. It was 2017 uh, when Marcus Moriota, they went to the playoffs um, and beat the chiefs, right? It was that season where Delaney Walker had 800 yards mm-hmm. Rashard Matthews had 795 and Eric Decker had 563. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's like
0: impressive. that's not great. That's but, sad. Is what but that is. the last three seasons, uh, especially the last couple over Tannehill, when you've had AJ Brown go for a thousand yards, you've had your third guy in that 400 yard window. And so now Corey Davis being gone and insert rookie A to number two, I think that levels out the production from two and three, but anything expecting anything over 650 yards from Josh Reynolds this year, I think is just not realistic.
1: Yeah. I I think where Tannehill is going to land at the end of the season, he threw for 3,800 last year. I think expecting 3,500 yards out of Ryan Tannehill's arm this, this season is is a fair uh, – Don't we'll forget extra, 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 extra games, game. Extra game true. You're right about that. So uh I guess there will be more yards to be had. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think he's going to be that guy. I, this, this offense is more likely to take a step back than a step forward just because of how well they performed last year. So Josh Reynolds won't have to do a ton. He, he's not going to be asked to be a guy who, who goes for 750, even 700. Um, I, I think, look, 500 and four touchdowns. If Josh Reynolds can give me that, I will be very happy with with you know his production in year one. He, he, this is a guy look they're going to have a full off season as well, so that's going to help things uh, compared to last year where uh, they kind of had to move some pieces around and and figure things out on the fly early on in the season. But Josh Reynolds, if he gives me 500 yards and, and we'll say 505, 500 yards, five touchdowns, that's fine with me.
0: Okay, I get you there. I get you there. All right, so. One thing I was looking at when I was watching, you know, Josh Reynolds put out like his own highlight tape on social media and I was watching it and I realized and noticed pretty quickly, not a lot of yak. No, not a lot of yak from Josh Reynolds. And I think Titans fans are used to AJ Corey and John and you know, some other guys on the outside, getting a lot of yards after the catch. Josh Reynolds is not exactly. that type of guy. No. no. So he, A lot of times he will catch the football away from his body because he's got long arms, right? He goes out and gets – that's good. He catches the ball away from his body, and then somebody, like, slings him down, and he looks like a, a, you know, Gumby as he gets tackled uh, like that. So, uh, you know, not a lot of yak. So that – we'll see how that impacts his overall – his overall production. And I agree with a lot of people, like Johnny, saying he's Tajay Sharp. He's better than Tajay Sharp. He's an he is an upgrade over what Tajay Sharp was. I think mean, he's more dynamic than Tajay Sharp. He's faster. He's more explosive. Tajay was very reliable and and knew where to be and could catch the ball and get open, but not a lot of yak from uh, Josh Reynolds. Just not as much his skill set.
1: I'm seeing a lot of people saying 700, 700, 650. He's he's a wide receiver three. Granted, he's a wide receiver two right now on where the where the wide receiving room stands today. You've got Nick Westbrook-Akine, who I love by the way. Um, behind him but Josh Reynolds isn't going to have to be a guy who's going to go for all these yards he's just not especially if you take a guy who can who can be a franchise off-string receiver in the first round this year and I think that's their plan so Josh Reynolds for what he is now he's an exciting free agent who's an upgrade at wide receiver three over Adam Humphries is not going to be this big explosive pro bowl wide receiver that all these guys are so excited about in the comments he's going to be a, a solid third option for Ryan Tannehill.
0: I don't necessarily think he's an upgrade over Humphreys. I think he
1: is an upgrade over Humphreys.
0: Like if you're looking at the like the actual like football skill set, I, I don't think so. Adam Humphreys, I think, is a more reliable player than Josh Reynolds when it comes to like well, playing just- the wide receiver. I, I understand injuries happen. And unfortunately for Humphreys, he got his head smacked off like illegally against the Bengals, and it wasn't called. Cost him the rest of his contract.
1: Yeah. So so Josh Reynolds, we really don't know where the ceiling is on him, though, because because of where he stood in the Rams' offense. The Rams uh, run things very similar to the Titans on the offensive side of the ball. They mixed in a Robert Woods, a Cooper Cup. Uh, They had Brandon Cooks when he was there. Granted, Brandon Cooks wasn't there last year. But Josh Reynolds had to wait wait his turn behind all of these guys. So we may not have seen the best of Josh Reynolds just yet. And that's what has me excited because you get Josh Reynolds off the best season of his career, but that was only a 600-yard season. I think there's room for him to grow in this offense. And I think that you know, Todd Downing will wait and see what his offense looks like. I expect it to be very similar to last year's because that's what worked. We're gonna see some Josh Reynolds catches in big moments down the field. He's gonna be a big play guy. He's not gonna be the guy who catches a slant and takes off for 50 yards after breaking three tackles. That's not him.
0: No, no, no doubt about that. All right, it is easy sports. It is time for the end of show topic. And today it's Thursday. That is the magic bucket. So Jack and the Magic Bucket meet again. Uh, I'm starting to get a lot of these magic buckets.
1: I know Uh, the bucket's been kind to me.
0: It has been kind for the most part to you. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But first let me tell all of you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness where one 15 minute workout at Mandu equals five plus hours in the weight room. It's full body electronic muscle stimulation, mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, So you guys really should check this out. They've got three locations. In the middle Tennessee area, two in Memphis. They're growing all over the country. And if you have any type of fitness goals, you can achieve those with Mandu. Uh, Whether you're out of shape, you're in shape, you want to build muscle, you want to burn fat, if you're young, if you're old, it does not matter. Mandu is for everybody. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free.
1: Bet MGM, the king of sports books. We've talked about it all. March Madness, draft props, whatever you want. There's games tonight. There's games every night. We're in full swing. NBA, NHL, college basketball's here. Uh, MLB's on the horizon. It's going to start in about a week. I'm so excited for that. The Braves are winning it all this year. Uh, Use promo code A to Z sports to get a risk-free bet up to $600. Download the BetMGM app as soon as the show ends. It's a ton of fun and an easy way to make money watching games.
0: Yep. All right. Magic bucket time here on A to Z sports. If you missed last week's where there was a sticker issue between me and Zach, but I have a sticker for this week, even though Zach's not here. Uh, So we'll get to the magic bucket and, and Jack, this, I thought, man, when I put my my sticker on the bucket two weeks ago, I I decided to add this sticker. It's only a gambling problem if I'm losing. And ever (laughs) since I started doing this, ever since this sticker went on the bucket, it's been a rough go. I've had a couple like ups, but for the majority it's been down. Like I mentioned last night, and I, the, the Hawks just simply not beating the Kings lost or cost me 300 bucks. I did not put $300 on the Hawks. It was a part of a parlay where everything else hit the Hawks in the last leg. And I, they just, they lost by two to the damn Man. Kings. And Hawks it was tied Paris. late. It was tied 108 with a minute to go. The Kings score a bucket to make it 110, 108. The Hawks had the ball with 30 seconds. Trey Young missed a shot. Somebody else missed a follow-up, and then the clock ran out, and I lo- I'm like, damn it, come on. So now my sticker for this week, uh, this is true. And, Jack, you know this. Life's too short to take the under. Okay, we, I like we that. We want the points. Bring us the points. Life's too short to take the under. That's going on the bucket. Uh, here today so uh magic bucket time here on a to z sports greg says stop with the parlays no i agree not.
1: with greg i agree with parlays are too hard man you, you you gotta stick to single game bets you hit fifty three percent you come out positive come on come on no Parleys. i mean i get it
0: but like the parlays you're are fun.
1: you're getting you're getting cocky with the parlays well that's
0: because i had a lot of success earlier like i had <laughs> i was crushing it and now it's gotten very difficult all right magic bucket i'm going to pull for me first And then, um, okay, and then I'll pull for you. That's a shredded piece of an answer, so that doesn't count. I don't know why that's in there. Okay, I've already done that. I did that to, to Zach earlier.
1: All right, let's get a good one.
0: I'm trying, I'm trying to grab it. Oh, geez, this is bad. Whew, I have to uh, sing the highest pitch that I can possibly get to for five seconds. You can do that. That's not too bad. Yeah, my. But we talked about this pre-show before we went live. It's allergy season.
1: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I had to do peanut butter jelly time. I had to do the whole dance in front of all of these people a couple of weeks ago. So, so you're getting off easy. Five That's, seconds. But my on.
0: throat is not in a good in a good spot right now.
1: Were you in theater as a, as a young child? You strike me as a theater kid.
0: Not, no, no, no way in hell. I, all I, right,
1: that's on me. That's on me.
0: That is on Like What, what, <laughs> what kind of theater vibes do I give off of? I, I'm not, that's not a bad thing. I'm just curious. What theater vibes do I give off?
1: I don't know. It's like the, the nice and tidy hair. Granted, mine looks terrible. I'm kind of balding at the age of 25. Uh, look, there's just something. I just, I could see a play or two. That's all. It's not no, personal. Uh, Nothing never. bad.
0: no. Okay. Uh, I, I did not. Oh, I'm dramatic. G-Man says. <laughs> yes, I I have uh, I have it's a lot hair. of drama. The hair gives off theater vibes. No, I just uh, I, I I have hair out of my eyes. That, that's anyway. I'm stalling. Okay, do you have a clock ready?
1: Yeah, well, just for five seconds. I just
0: need five seconds.
1: Okay, I got you.
0: That's what she said. Um. Okay. I'm going to turn away from my microphone to save all of your ears.
1: <clears throat> what does Jack's hair say about him? He's balding. That's what it has to say. All right. all right.
0: Start lower and work your way up from Kelkins. It will hurt less. I don't even know how to do that. <clears throat> okay. Woo!
1: good that was good enough
0: is that just screaming i was
1: more of a scream a howl if you i don't would. know how to sing wow i'm not oh i know how to sing. i'm just not good at it
0: i don't know how to sing i, I don't know how to do it my wife <laughs> does I, I, I don't know how to do it
1: i like how you shut your eyes and kind of got in the moment you We you know, felt the music
0: that that's the theater in me <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was bad.
1: Dogs like barking. <laughs> All
0: right, this, work, this works because Jack's on the show tomorrow too. So tomorrow you have to uh, start the first segment of the show. Jack, you have to take a piece of scotch tape. Do you have scotch tape at home?
1: I can find some.
0: Okay. You have to tape your nose to your forehead for oh the first god. for the first segment of tomorrow. Are you serious? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Gotta get the nose hair trimmers out.
0: That's on your. That's on you. All All right. right.
1: We'll come. come, All y'all come back tomorrow. First segment. (laughs) You have a piece of scotch tape on my face.
0: Yeah, scotch tape in the nose, sticking up. So that should be funny. (laughs) We get to check out what what Jack's got going on up in there. Hey, look, good show today. The magic bucket uh, provides embarrassment uh, every Thursday here on A to Z Sports. Again, if you have magic bucket submissions, uh, send them to us via our DMs. They're open on every um uh, every platform just shoot us a DM a magic bucket uh submission and we'll throw it in the bucket uh, so you can't complain about the magic bucket submissions if you don't submit one yourself uh, there's some people out there who've been complaining about the magic bucket submissions but I just say hey come on just uh submit your own so Jack good job today we'll see Thanks. you guys on tomorrow make sure you go find some scotch tape and uh, we'll see you then